0: Hey beauty lovers and fellow entrepreneurs, I'm Yegi, the owner and founder of Yegi Beauty. Within five years of being my own boss, I was able to grow Yegi Beauty into a multi-million dollar company. This podcast is where I share what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur in the beauty industry. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Yegi Project. Today we have Chris and Ben joining us from the UK, and they're going to let us know about their two businesses that they currently started and are running. So please, gentlemen, if you can introduce yourself, give our audience a, a little bit of a preview of what you guys do and why you decided to go on your own.
1: Yeah, so my name's Ben and my name's Chris. And we're 19-year-old entrepreneurs based in the northeast of England in a small town called Darlington. And a little bit of the businesses. So uh, we'll start off. So I mainly
2: focus on the car side, which is called, the business is called Parkland Automobiles. And we specialize in modern classics, sort of like Mazda MX-5s and BMW Z3s.
1: And I focus solely on the property portfolio. So we've got eight properties at the moment. And we utilise a creative acquisition strategy to provide mutually beneficial deal structures for vendors, landlords, and homeowners. And that is the business in itself. So that's the two that we
0: run at the moment. Awesome. And how long have you guys been doing these two businesses?
1: So we, Chris and I, came together in May twenty twenty one. So just over fourteen months now. So yeah. Uh, so we started. We started the property business around that sort of
2: time ben was uh ben was focusing on that and then we've started we've actually set up a limited company with the cars as well but that was a bit later on that was december slash january of uh 2022
0: Awesome. So normally the real estate business and the car, um, especially used cars industry is pretty hard to get into just on your own. A lot of times people work under a company or they really are kind of struck as being stuck as being employees for these um, uh, big, I guess, um industries it is hard to kind of make it on your own so what sparked you guys' interest and what are your kind of goals with trying to do the real estate and the used cars deal
1: so i think it it all started in school really um and i I know it's definitely especially in the uk it's seen as an older generation type of business for property Uh, so it's a lot more like the typical old gray-haired landlord that you see not Typical 19-year-old. Um, so it was mainly just because, upon research, you, you always seem to see the wealthy invest in real estate. And it's just it's a, a common asset for them to invest in and just park their money in and just sort of get the recurring income. So it was something I just immersed myself into. And I believe you know what, I'm going to stick at this and see how I can get in there at a young age. And, then... and yeah, with the cars, I think, well, me and Ben both, but
2: specifically me, because uh, I started selling the cars. I've just always had a passion with cars if it's been watching them driving games or whatever uh and then when it actually came to it I thought how can I make money out of a passion and I just really put myself in the deep end and I just thought yeah I'll try and buy a car and I'll make some money on it and it's exactly what I did and it's all just flown from there
0: oh I love that so you made what you love to do you made it into a way you can earn revenue doing it of course yeah, exactly that. now um I love that. That's all we're about on this podcast. It's all about enjoying what you do, making money along the side. And and like um, you said, Ben, seeing the opportunity of what the market needs as well and kind of getting outside of that norm and cookie cutter approach and doing our own thing. And that's why I love having all sorts of guests on this podcast to share their story and 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 spread kind of the encouragement for young entrepreneurs to to see that, you know, this is something you really want to do. Even as a 19-year-old, you can get up and get started, right? Now, um, there is a big challenge into doing something on your own and getting started as an entrepreneur. So for you guys, what were some of the um, doubts or, or challenges that you faced starting out?
1: I think especially um, within property, there's so many moving parts and there's a lot of sort of barriers to begin with because a lot of people at this age, I don't want to sort of stereotype, but they do don't take you sort of seriously at this age, especially in in an older generational industry. Um, But I think you just have to push past that and there's always going to be rejection everywhere you go. And just because I'm 19, it may be a bit more difficult than than usual, but it shouldn't hold me back whatsoever. Uh, so I thought I'd just fully commit to it. And yeah, also similar
2: with the cars, I think age is a a very big thing in there, specifically when it comes to actually selling the car. Now, a lot of people that come to the buy of the car, that's a lot of their money. And uh, it's pretty hard for some of them to put all their trust and, and all their money uh, into, into buying a car off a 19-year-old. So yeah.
0: So, how do you guys look past that? How do you try to not let that get in your way, or have you come up with strategies to kind of not not make your age a highlight of you know the deals that you're making with the real estate or the cars?
1: Definitely, and I think maturity has to be a big thing. I think you definitely have to approach every scenario with maturity because. If you if you don't lack if you lack maturity then they will see straight through it um, and a lot of people when we've spoke although we do have pretty baby faces they don't think of us as nineteen year olds especially in conversation and especially over the phone and a lot of like the business ventures that I do is via the phone um, some of them don't even meet me to be fair so which is even better for me because they they won't see my age um, but yeah and also I think confidence and knowledge is a very big
2: thing because if you hold the facts. And you show someone about the car, they obviously have a bit more understanding and trust actually in you because and
0: they trust in yeah, you. they probably trust you more. You know what you're talking about and definitely. you know what you're doing. I think that's definitely a big selling point. And I actually faced the same challenges when I started out too. Um, not a lot of people know, but I think I was actually 19 years old um, when I had kind of my big grown-up job and it was to be a student advisor and counselor for graduate and undergraduate students which my students and some people were like way older than me that I was advising them on what to do with their lives and their careers and it was hard for me to kind of see myself as that but I think for me what helped too because I was a lot of face-to-face with people what I did is like you said know what I'm talking about dress the part, act apart, really just carry yourself and don't let that kind of be in your head, right? Just look past that. And I feel like it worked well for me too. If I'm if I look past that, the people in front of me also looked past that and they didn't second guess what I was saying.
1: Definitely and just to just to sort of agree with that, it's definitely a solid foundation of knowledge that you'll need in order to give that confidence in them. And I think it's just major anything that you want to get into or any industry It's always just, it begins with education and building that knowledge base. So you can portray that image across to anyone you're doing business with.
0: Okay, so another fun question actually, just to get to know you guys a little bit better. I ask a lot of my guests this question and it's not related to what you do, but just an outlook on the world. If there was one thing, if you had like a magic wand and you can change one thing in the world, what would it be? And it doesn't, it could be anything.
1: I'll let you go first so I can can take
0: (laughs) Take a minute to think about this one uh, I think
2: it's a bit of a weird one uh, and I wouldn't really think of myself saying this but I think especially with how we've seen social media and other stuff generally perceptions about us I I wish that there was a lot more positivity in the world Mm. I think there's definitely in this current age it's very pessimistic world and we've we've seen that in a vast array from all our social medias.
0: Definitely. I agree with that one too. I'm all about trying to spread the positive, posi- ah, spread the positivity and change our mindset and outlook on things. And, you know, try to really get past all the negative medium.
1: Definitely. And I think it's sort of, I think, I don't know, because it's always going to be around due to sort of egos and obviously it's everyone's in the world, but I think it's it. We need to sort of look look upon sort of the life differently and not keep up with the Joneses because I think that's there's too much in society where people are trying to impress others that they, they may not necessarily even like, which is how the rat race is really uh, created, to be honest, to get stuck with bills, overheads, because they're trying to impress others. Uh, I think that should be, yeah, if I'm supposed to take that yeah. out of the world, if that made any sense. I love that.
0: I love <laughs> those answers. I love how differently everybody answers, but... Wow, definitely two big issues that would make the world a much happier place if it was solved. Um, But thank you for sharing that. Now, going back to being entrepreneurs. So if somebody wanted to get started in real estate or a used cars um, sales business, what advice would you give them as somebody who's interested in the industry and has no idea what to expect?
1: So the first thing I'd say with anything that you want to get into is set a goal. Um, what you want to actually achieve because that'll break it down to what potentially what industry you want to get into or what strategy because there's there's so many different strategies and sort of ventures within a certain industry like for cars there's, you can you can like become a franchise you can sell certain types of cars or you could just become a used car dealer within property there's so many different strategies as well and um, so it really does come down to your reason why in setting a goal and then you can break it down. So I think that is definitely step one for anything, to be honest.
0: How did you guys get together into supporting each other with this businesses? Because it seems like each of you really focus on one side of the business or on one business, right? And then you guys support each other through this process. And that's what it seems like. And I actually love that because I'm big on holding people accountable. So if you do have a peer who's going to kind of budge you and be like, hey, did you get this done? It's more likely Mm -hmm. that that the person's gonna get it done so how, how did this partnership get started for you guys uh
2: well it's a bit of a bit of a weird
1: one it's a long story
2: as well, yeah it's very long story <laughs> we covered it on our podcast but uh, basically i was focusing on the cars and ben was focusing on the properties and we were very good mates at school and then we just messaged each other about how, how we were doing and general other stuff. And it all just came down to one meeting at a McDonald's near us. And we just said,
0: hey, <laughs> nice.
2: let's team up and, and let's see where this
0: can go. I love that. Well, I do wish you guys... Uh mountain of success and it looks like you guys have a good partnership so that's very very impressive and very difficult in business so um actually going into that has there been any challenges between you guys if you agree on a certain thing or disagree on how you run a certain part of it because i know a lot of people are kind of get afraid and me myself too i was always afraid to get into a business with a partner or even a friend because that could be kind of a reason why, you know, things go south, because you always hear, you know, you don't mix friends with business, but what are some of the pros and cons of that in your relationship?
1: Yeah, and, and sort of to second that as well, I think my family's big on don't don't get into business with family, but with me and Chris, because we've got such a strong bond since secondary school, it just made sense, and it seemed right at the time, and of course, I'd still keep the same, we do dispute on certain things, okay. I wouldn't say, it's not really decision-making though, is it? Like, no. It's not, in terms of decisions, it's sort of just certain roles and responsibilities. I think that's the only ever disputes we've had. But never decisions. I think we always agree we've got a pretty similar outlook. Oh yeah, that's definitely. Great. And and what I think is brilliant about us is I think Ben's
2: so disciplined and hard working in what he does. And sometimes I've maybe gone a bit, but he's just he's just always been there and he always checks up and he always brings the accountability back. So if I ever am sort of lacking or if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Ben's always there to tell me, "Yeah, you should be doing that, or this is how you can improve in that way as well."
1: And it's and it's a bit easier because if it was sort of just a joint venture partner that we met and we didn't know each other for that long, it'd be much more difficult approach to sort of push in the right direction without taking it the wrong mm-hmm. way and having egos to be like sort of hurt. Um, but because of the bond, it just it's it, we we can do it and yeah, not fall long.
0: Yeah. So what I take away from that and from my experience too, I've noticed as long as you have a good relationship and set some ground rules of who's responsible for what area, it usually works better. But I think a good practice for some people out there too would be just literally sit down and break down the different aspects of the business. Because a lot of times when people have disagreements about a certain area that's when it can get challenging if you guys don't agree so you've been very lucky that you guys see eye to eye and you agree on on most of everything but for some people I am just for our listeners out there what has worked for other um, partners is literally sit down and be like okay this is your responsibility this is mine we run things by each other but at the end of the day if we don't agree on a certain area if this is my area then I get the last word last say mm-hmm. in it and if this is your area you get the last word and last say and we're happy about it because that is like a system we set in place from the beginning so um, I'm, I'm definitely impressed with your friendship and I think that's another um, thing to take into account for our listeners out there too is you want to take time and build a relationship and a bond with your partner before jumping into business together to make sure that you're going to get along um, uh, and have have the same vision for what you're doing
1: definitely and and, and a lot of people do mention that within in, within the in, i can't speak within the industry because you sort of it's like you're getting they use the phrase that you're getting into the bed with that person, so you really need to be careful because they're going to be on your credit file for that long. If anything was to happen, uh, if like bankruptcy, anything like that, you really do need to be careful and sort of put your research in beforehand. If you don't have that bond with them before, uh, because me, Chris, as I say, knowing known each other like for so long, we are, we already know we didn't need to do that. But definitely, don't rush into into any business ventures uh, with a joint venture partner if you haven't put the sort of groundwork in beforehand.
0: Now, for um for people who usually have nine to five jobs or regular day to day um responsibilities with their work, it's interesting for them to see like what does a day in your life look like as entrepreneurs? Like, how does your typical day look like, or are your days totally different from one another?
1: So, it's actually funny you say that. So, I'll let Chris go first, but his is very sort of, with with the cars, it's always fluctuating and mine's very uh, structured, but I'll let you. Yeah, so, for example, at the moment, we've got
2: got a few cars on the go and obviously not every day, but uh, a lot of, say if I do have someone that wants to view the car, I've got to put some prep in before it comes, make sure it looks good, make sure it drives well and then once they come, I do the viewing, I'm as respectful as I am. And then if they end up do buying it, that's good. If not, oh, well, back Uh, to drawing board. board. (laughs) Uh, But also we are very, we're starting to get very big on social medias with all of our work rate on there. So we're putting out a lot of content on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and Facebook. So a lot of my time at the moment is, is doing that. And there's also some other bits, but what about yourself, Ben?
1: Yeah, I think in in terms of the property, I can be very structured. So I always have a and I, I think it's the way my mind just it just triggers if I if I get out of routine, I don't like it. Uh, so I always wake up at the same time, work out at the same time, and then get into certain activities, whether that be marketing, sort of cold calls, social media. It's always at sort of similar times in the day. Um, just so I feel like it works for me, and you've got to find what works best for you. But well, I think that works for me, and just, yeah, just continue to to do so. Yeah,
0: definitely, a routine works for me too. My all, every single one of my day looks different, but having some sort of sort of a routine per day of the week is is very important for me to make sure I get the most done in my day. I feel like if I personally don't have a routine either, or at least have like my checklist for that day of the week, I'm less productive. (laughs) And it's hard, right? As entrepreneurs, nobody's going to be on top of you. Nobody's going to tell you, hey, did you do this? Did you do that? No one's going to Uh, make sure you get everything that you can get done so it's up to you to keep up with your load and 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 that's kind of the beauty and also kind of the curse of being an entrepreneur if you guys agree is that no one's gonna hold you accountable so that's a good thing about partnerships so you guys hold each other accountable but for most entrepreneurs unless you are a self-starter and motivated and push yourself um it's gonna be hard to be successful now actually talking about motivation and getting you know self-started what are some strategies you guys use because i know for myself too i have days where i don't feel like doing anything you know i might be discouraged because something's not going the way i want it to go what are some motivating factors that you guys use to kind of push yourself up and be like okay no like i'm gonna pick up the phone and do some more cold calls or i'm gonna make some more content for social media at least you know to get the ball rolling
2: i'll let you go first you know yeah well i think I think motivation is definitely a factor there, but I don't think it's only a very short-term boost. So I think habits in what we do,
1: as we said, with routines as well. I think that's one of the main ways wow, that we I keep ourselves going. And as well, the main motivation because yes, we've got two of the two businesses at the moment, but we've got so many like sort of things in the pipeline. Some split plans. Plates. I really can't speak. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some plates spinning in the background, and a lot more ventures to come. So I think because this is only, it is a very long term thing with these two businesses. But what the intention is to systemize and then move on to the next thing. So once we get to where we want with these goals, then move on on forward. So there's so many things we can't. We don't really want to. Deem and take time off.
0: Okay, so uh, when you were speaking with one of uh, with the producer and you guys were asking kind of quite, she was asking some questions. She mentioned that you guys um, learned from past mistakes in the industry. Did you guys want to share more about that story of what happened there, or do you have anything to? Add?
2: Yeah, so so I think with cars, it's obviously a lot different with the property, but a lot of with what I've had to do, I've found out myself. It's not really research from other people. People can tell you stuff, but you don't really learn from it until you actually do it. So normally, a lot of the time, it's come from actually buying the car, and then I'll have found out actually a few days later this has happened, and I didn't think it was there before the car, and it's so annoying. But you what happens don't is in the future. Yeah, but you make sure you you, you add that to a checklist and you make sure that when you're looking at a new car in the future that you go through all the checklists and make sure that that car is perfect when you buy it
0: so you constantly are evolving your system basically like you said you're adding new items to your checklist to make sure you don't miss it next time so anytime something happens you're using it as a learning experience to grow and do it better the next time right you're not using it to get discouraged oh you know i messed up i didn't check and the check engine light came on a week later (laughs) yeah
2: yeah 100 percent yeah
0: that has happened to me actually, when we bought cars, I'm a big fan of buying used cars, I think you get more value from them. So that has happened to us. And we've definitely learned from our mistakes. It'd be nice to have, you know, expert uh, and get advice before buying it. And I think that's where you guys come in too, right? You want to build that trust where people can trust you that whatever car used car they're going to get from you, they're gonna, it's going to be reliable.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think as well with young people, that's a very massive thing. I think older people generally know a lot more about cars and they're a lot more experienced. But with young people, they're a lot more scared of buying it. And we want to kind of install that knowledge within the younger generation.
0: Yeah. So speaking of building trust now, are you doing anything specific with your um, branding in order for people to... um know that they can trust you with this aspect of it because i know it's a tricky thing to do with a business um but i was wondering if you have any strategies or any advice for for other people who are trying to kind of set that message that hey you know i'm reliable i'm trustworthy do you think there's something you're doing now that you're sending out that message or is it going to be time and experience and word of mouth
1: I think it's definitely a mix of both because obviously the more track record you've got, the more time, the more trust you gain automatically. Um, but a major thing, especially when just starting out, is to always document your journey online. Uh, so what me and Chris is chris do is always sort of the can see us on the camera we're always speaking whenever whenever on social media because especially in the modern age it's so easy to get a nice looking professional website but there's no trust behind it you can't see anyone and people invest in people and people buy from people so they exactly. need to really trust you trust your brand and then sort of read into you as well
0: exactly so you're putting your face and your trust and your guarantee behind it as a person you're building that one-on-one connection
1: Definitely, like more, more of a personal brand as well as a business brand.
0: Well, um, that's great. That was most of my questions and related to your business. Now, is there any um last kind of word of encouragement you would give our young entrepreneur listeners out there? Actually, let's talk a little bit about the kind of elephant in the room always when it comes to starting your business. I think it's a huge one and it's kind of difficult to talk about. And I know um, I'm going to spring this on you guys a little bit, but I'm curious to see. See what answers you have for me, but it's the financial aspect of it, right? So, whenever you're starting a business, you can have great ideas, you can have great motivation, you can have, um, you know, the the work ethic. And even sometimes the customers, but it's hard to get the financing in the beginning for those startup costs or just kind of get you by um, until money keeps, you know, coming in. Well, what, what was your experience with that and or currently your experience and what have you done to secure some funding? <laughs>
1: I think majorly, um, and I preach it all the time, and I love the word, is uh, delayed gratification. So me and Chris, we were both in, in full-time employment as well as doing the businesses on the side until we could we could eventually leave. So every month rather than spending, sort of enjoying time with friends, going out and, and just have, like partying and stuff like that, we were always just saving money and putting it to the side, putting it wow, into the business. Wow, that's hard to
0: do as a young men.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Definitely. it is, yeah. <laughs>
0: Because Definitely all have to do out. the sacrifice, right? So later on you can you can get all the benefits from taking the savings and putting 100%. it into business compared to going out and spending all the money.
1: Definitely I think as well with sort of profits per month as well in the business, we always just reinvest. We don't we don't take anything out, we don't pull pull any any capital out. We always just reinvest every month on month.
0: And that's great advice um now, as far as uh, your current point have you guys already been able to um stop doing your regular jobs and fully invest in your own businesses or you're still kind of trying to get there
1: so we yeah we fully we've fully left employment now um and Chris is focusing solely on the cars, so I'm on the property and then merging together. That's
0: exciting. Congratulations. That's a big one. (laughs) That's really (laughs) difficult to finally, you know, take that leap and put your 100% time and energy into your own business. It's scary.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Was there any, um, any hesitation at first or you guys were like, no, we're ready. We have money coming in. I'm just going to put my full, full force behind my own business right now.
1: So I think on that, and I made a post about it. Um, I think it was yesterday. It's solely, and I preach it: staying, staying your nine to five um, as long as possible. Because I've noticed a lot of the younger generation, especially, always want to find the answer to leave the job quickly. And I don't think that's right because there's so many cash flow issues, especially in a startup, and you always need that secure income. And the only time I'd say I'd recommend to leave your job is just when your schedule tells you to do so, when you physically have no more time to put into it. And exactly with Chris, he was the exact same, couldn't physically put any more time into it.
0: Okay, I love that. That's great advice. Now, well, thank you so much for sharing. I know that's always um, a tricky conversation to have when it comes to finances and starting a business. Um, but any last word of advice or encouragement for our listeners?
1: I'll let you
2: go. I, I think you've just got to get yourself out there. Honestly, uh, a lot of people procrastinate with it, whether it's actually going out there and meeting people in the industry Networking. I think the main one nowadays is is also uh, social media. Uh, now a lot of people are scared to actually do what they really want to do on social media because of like society, uh, and we f- we felt that with our very first post. But as soon as we started. Uploading more and more content—it's just become normal. It's just second nature, isn't it? And we don't have any regrets in business, and I wouldn't
1: really say this is a regret. It's that habit.
0: I want. I, it's almost like building the habit of posting or being definitely. true to yourself.
1: Yeah, and no, it's it, as Chris was just uh, going to say as well. I think the only regret, regret sort of thing, is not getting on social media soon enough. I think that that would be the main main thing we'd we'd probably agree on. Yeah, that.
2: definitely. Even though it was only. It had only been like six months before or whatever. But even that time, we could have got even more bigger on social media.
0: Well, you know, it's never too late and everybody has their time. And like you said, no regrets. You just wish you did that. But moving forward, I feel like everything has a timing. You probably were trying to find your exact you know niche or what you want to do so i think everything happens for a reason so maybe when you got into it it was the best time to get into it
2: (laughs) of course yeah
0: (laughs) um all right so can you tell everyone where they can find you give us a clear um spelling of your social media your website and all of that good information but we'll also link all the information below
1: perfect so i'll start because i'll forget so look at mine up so my Instagram is Ben Pickering or Three, um, <laughs> and my Facebook is Ben Pickering. So I'll let Chris say the yeah, socials. So so for my Instagram,
2: it's Chris Hughes two thousand and three, and then my Facebook is Chris Hughes, and then we've got a TikTok, which is Day in the Life of Chris and Ben, and then we've got a YouTube which only Chris and Ben. So we'll we'll send you all the links and there's a few. And we'll make sure
0: we display all of it on the screen and underneath (laughs) so people can can take a screenshot and go search for your names.
2: (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you very much.
0: Well, gentlemen, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for being on our podcast. We look forward to seeing where your journey takes you and um, continue success to you guys.
1: Thank you so much. And
2: thank you for having us as well. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. now. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review this podcast. Follow and engage with us on social media under The Yegi Project. And if you're interested in being a guest, email info at the And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes.